where's the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. It's Balloon Party 101 ESPN. Timothy Michael McKernan, Action Jackson with you. Come on in. The water is warm and it's a Friday on a beautiful day in St. Louis. Cardinals and Reds, Missouri and Abilene Christian. Jackson, what else could you possibly ask for? This is it. This is the peak right here, Tim. It doesn't get much better than this. Nice. We can't get much higher. Whoa. whoa. So high. Whoa. What are we doing? What happened? That wasn't in the script. I, I heard one, silence, one, and you know what I did? I, I took advantage. Of that, thing. that one got away from us right there. That was pretty good. Can you sing that again? We can't get much higher. So high. Oh, oh. If we were giving away tickets, I would advise that you get them after that. Thank you. Stunning performance. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts on the performance? Six five seven eight zero. Carrie Davis wants to come in. Wow. Carrie Davis wants to experience one hour midday radio, and he's got a big game against Kirkwood tonight. You know, I live a few blocks away from Kirkwood, and I might, I might come on by tonight to see what's doing. You come on and check us out. Can we, I? Yeah. Bring definitely. my five year old son and let yeah. him see what's doing. Come on by. All right. We'll I really time. might do this. Do it. I really might let do me know. it. You can, if you want to be on the sideline, you can be on the sideline. Oh, yeah. wow. I really that. might do this. Sideline access. That's there the first go. time I've been on a, you know, I got cut every time I try it out. So this is going to be the first time I'll be on a sideline. <laughs> well, I won't cut you. You can, you can <laughs> yes! just say, I have eligibility left. Yeah, yeah. the team would love having, hey, who's the short 45 year old guy on the squad? Come on by. It should be a good game. All right. Look at that. Thank you, Karen. There it is. Look at that, Jackson. Take that. You're in here singing. I just got invited to the sidelines. Yeah, must be nice. I mean, it's going to be Rudy part two. (laughs) Young Sean Astin. (laughs) Young Sean Astin or old Sean Astin, (laughs) as the case might be. Go F yourself, Piddles. That's the first thing I see at the top of the text inbox. I hate talent. That could be from Jamie Rivers. That text could be from inside the building. Yeah, I would actually be shocked if it if it wasn't from Jamie you assume, Rivers. I feel like there's hundreds of people in the area who could have sent that in, honestly. Yeah. And I think it's a shame because I thought that performance, and who sings that song when it's not you performing it? I, I, I'm trying to think of where I, I, I feel it's a Kanye song. Yeah. But I can't remember. Here, I'm going to look it up. Okay. Oh, so you're going to look it up and it's going to take some time. All right, I'm going to tend to the Cardinal situation then. Isn't it weird when they lose like that? Yeah, super weird. I, yeah, against the Reds coming off of two. Yeah, it, it was odd. There was times where you felt like they were just going to come back and didn't. Yes, in the ninth inning. Yeah. So what do we call this? Before it became the Little Piddle Show, as it's now known, mm-hmm. it was honesty and media. Right. And honesty and media, just being honest with people, I was focused more on the Chiefs and Chargers. I was too. 
the wizard gave me a little tip before we recorded the Pick 6 podcast, and he said, take the Chargers and the points. Now, I would imagine that many of you in the audience are still on tilt over the fact that the Chargers scored a touchdown on fourth down to cover the spread. Yeah. Boy. I didn't realize that it happened. I turned the game off and switched over to the Cardinal game, so I wasn't paying attention. I did have action on the Chargers, and I did take them in the Pick 6 podcast, but I just figured they weren't going to cover, and so I'd moved on once the Cardinals had two on and nobody out here in the bottom of the ninth. And then I flipped over, and I saw, oh, nice, I covered. Sweet, but I didn't realize it happened on yeah, two plays. down. There was two plays. So Herbert was wobbling out there, abdomen or arm injury. And, you know, he could barely move on one play. And then the next play, fourth down, drops back and throws a 30-yard zinger right uh, to Carter in stride. Is that what Al Michaels called it? That's what I call it. It was, right. he, was saying, saying replace him. he was saying how unbelievable it was, the fourth, fourth down magic, just a bullet right between two defenders to Carter to get him down the goal line. Then fourth down again on the goal line, and he throws another great pass, I think, to Palmer. And yeah, that brought him down to three. They almost got the onside kick too. Oh, it was a pretty. Goodness. It was. A, I really enjoyed watching. I that imagine game. the vast majority of the action was on the Chiefs and the over. Yeah, so definitely the, the over and the under covers. Yeah, and uh, so you got that going on. Well, because of that situation, I'm like, oh, the Cardinals are playing the Reds. I'll flip over for pools at bats. But other than that, yeah, whatever. And then all of a sudden, I'm looking at him, going, my God, the Cardinals have one hit. The hell's going on? Who's pitching out there, huh? Yeah. Who's pitching out there? Is that Juan Soto out there? <laughs> Mario Soto? Who is it? Which member of the Soto family? No, it's Chase Anderson, who somehow managed to lose two of the three games when they were in Cincinnati last month. You got to really work to lose two games in a three-game series. <laughs> yeah. But he did. And then he comes back. I wonder if in the history of the game, if a gentleman has one hit a club after losing two out of three to him a month earlier. But either way, that's what he did. And uh, the Cardinals looked like you had the perfect set of circumstances in the bottom of the ninth. Oh, my. Here comes Albert Pujols with the bases loaded and a chance to hit his 698th home run and send the Cardinals to an emotional victory. But alas, it was a sack fly, and then Corey Dickerson grounded out, and that'll wrap her on up. But I'm at a point when I'm watching the game when I expect them to come back, even if they only have one hit. Yep. Yeah, exactly. This is such a comeback-oriented team. So I agree with you. Are you not interested in participating on air as much today as normal? It's fine no, if I'm that's good. the case. It's fine if that's the case. I'm good. Okay. But I didn't I, watch I, much of the Cardinal game last night. so I'm kinda... I feel like last night was date night, and you're going to lie. That's, no. what I think, that's what I think it was. No. We were recorded... a little quieter on TMA today. You're a little not as on talking today on Balloon Party, and I think you're hungover, and I think no. it was date night, and I think you had a late night of loving. That's what I think. Yeah, I think you had a late night of loving. You want, we want the absolute truth? Of course. It's nothing but, media. Yeah. I just said I watched more of the Chiefs and Chargers than the Cardinals and Reds. I watched almost all the Chiefs and Chargers, but uh, I'm being honest. At 9 o'clock, I was trying to get this pair of sneakers I was dropping on Nike.com, and I checked out, I had them in my box, and it said pending. We just got to make sure they were available. I waited 30 minutes, and I didn't get the sneakers. <sighs> so upset. You should have lied. That's the truth. So, like, I'm really flustered, and uh, that's the case. But we're all good. And I had Chargers money line, too. So that combination. The pick six, they should have gotten Gerald Everett off the field, and you would have won your money. Yeah, because they were driving. They were right there. They're on the one-yard line. Ah, it was, what, 14-point swing? 
Twas. Gerald uh. Everett was waving. Mm. Get me off the field. Come on, Staley. Get me off the field. Well, Come on, they Nike. Going, they, were, they were going tempo. Uh. So that's that's the answer. I noticed while the corner was taking it back, he was only at the 20-yard line, and Everett bent over to grab his mouthpiece. Yeah, I know. That mm, that made me upset, that too. made you even more angry. He saw that he got that the guy who was covering him picked it, and then he just picked up his mouthpiece and didn't decide to run. I don't know if he would have got him or not, but we got to try the optics. Man. You, you didn't like him bending over to get the mouth. Maybe he was going to bend over to get the mouth guard and then pursue. Yeah, but he, he didn't. He didn't. And my money is just... It's not there anymore. Was this on the Pick 6 podcast, or was this on... No, uh, I, I bet it. I just bet it. And oh, really? Chargers okay. money line right before kickoff. And I felt great about it. The game script was going great. Because you heard the Wizard liked him. No, I did this before that. You said and that before he, and, kickoff. Yeah, like, but before you told me on ah. Pick 6. And he was on the spread. I was on money line. I yeah. was going all in. Well, we covered the spread. Yeah. If Herbert doesn't throw that pick. I don't know. I'm telling you. I'm with you on Maybe if side. they get that onside kick. But the a main night of loving for Piddles. What were all the guys' names, and did he sit on a lazy Susan for them for accessibility? That's a that's an old school furniture reference, and it uh, it's it's wonderful. Of course, a lazy Susan Jackson, a little item in your cabinets, and it spins around. Our lazy Susan has Tupperware for the for the tykes. That's what we have. We have Tupperware for the tykes. My parents say have... say Tim, could you grab me some <laughs> Tupperware for the tykes? And I wander over to the lazy Susan. Yeah, I my parents have a lazy Susan for spices. Because spices is nices? That's correct. That's exactly right. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. You're telling me he was buying tennis shoes and not getting laid. Shocker. That's from Cleet and O'Fallon. I was buying sneakers. This isn't 1965. Wow, Jackson now attacking the age of the audience. Unfortunate. So if you use the term tennis shoes, that means you're an old? Yeah. Really? Tennis I shoes? I thought it was I thought honestly, here's what I think on it. And I could be wrong. But I thought it was more of a geographic thing. It kind of is. Okay. Yeah. So it's not an age thing. Like if where you were in the South, you would call any form of soda Coke. Correct. Right. And if we were in the North, Midwest North, it would be a pop. Aye. That's correct. Yeah, everywhere else, soda. I think for the most part, uh, Northeast and St. Louis, for whatever reason, is more soda. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of the same thing with. Tennis shoes, sneakers. What else am I missing? I feel like there's another term that I'm missing. In England, because I am Will Buckingham, they call them trainers. Really? Yeah. I'm going to put my trainers on and go on the pitch? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, well, then in that case, you'd be putting your boots on if you were going on the pitch. Aye. Yeah. Yeah, but trainers, that's what they call them in England. He's an idiot. Everyone says tennis shoes. Old men call them sneakers. Thanks, 314. Disagree. The app I was using was called Sneakers. People hate piddles because they ain't piddles. Keep king and king. Facts. That's from the 636. Yes, sir. Sneakers, what are you, 40? That's from the 636. Go F yourself again, piddles. <laughs> Probably from Jamie Rivers from inside the building. Yeah, boy, he's ornery. <laughs> I'm 27, and I still say tennis shoes. I find the word sneakers to be weird and childish. Thanks. Boy, you, you've, you've snuck and struck, snuck, nurse, struck a nerve with this one. Yeah, well, I'm not playing tennis in them. So. I honestly thought, because here's the deal. You're a little behind the scenes. What time is it? Am I already over the clock? Oh, you're good. Okay. Usually Jackson and I exchange texts and emails, usually about TMASTLshop.com merch, and there has been some outstanding merch. That reminds me, the Colonel's going to be with us in five minutes because his This is Brutal has turned into a TMA shirt, <laughs> yeah. and we sold like 100 of them yesterday. <laughs> we did. 
Yeah. Uh, you can get it at tmastlshop.com. Yeah. Uh, it's a dumpster fire of the Mizzou football truck. <laughs> uh, and the colonel was the one who said, this is brutal, although he wasn't talking about the team. He was talking about his audio hookup for a, <laughs> for his post-game show last year, which personally, in my opinion, should win an Emmy. Uh, but uh, Gabe will be brought to you by James Carlton here in a matter of moments. But we usually exchange texts and emails and I noticed this morning that I hadn't gotten anything from you at 6.45, and I thought, ah, Jackson might have been out. He's getting a late start. Doesn't matter to me. Right. And God bless, I'm sure he'll be there. When the final shot is fired, Jackson, a.k.a. Piddles, will be there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I thought maybe you did indeed have a late night of loving. But as it turns out, you're upset because you didn't get your sneakers. Yeah, but that was today. I did. I did. I'm just. Well, the sneaker thing just happened 90 minutes ago. It was at nine o'clock. Yeah. Um, we were doing a show, brah. Yeah, Lisa Amazon. I got her connected, and usually she does her thing, and I'm not as involved in that. So it was perfect. The timing was perfect. Uh, but no, last night I just overslept a little today. Mm. And it was because it was a late night, 11. No, it's, <laughs> it's probably just because I'm tired. <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Shoes. They're not sneakers, they're not tennis shoes, they're just shoes. Hey, get your shoes on. See? Shoes. Effing idiot piddles. LOL. That's from the 314. What about that? What about just shoes? That's fine. You can call them whatever you want. All I know is I didn't piddles get what I wanted. is now giving up. All it I know is, is I didn't get what Jewelers I wanted. Jewelers time check of 10-15. If you bet it, that's when he gave up. I just wanted those sneakers really bad. I got, it's such a good price. Man. I'm going to stop talking about it. Piddles was too busy carrying at some poor Nike employee. That's from the 636. Were you scolding the Nike employee? No. No, I was not scolding any Nike employee. All I know is I got to pay twice as much what I was going to pay for him at 9 o'clock today. Lil Piddles didn't know Sammy Hagar. Doesn't know who Jackie Collins is. He insults tennis shoes. No way this poser is a St. Louisan. Born, born and raised. Daddy, buy my shoes. Buy them now. Thanks, 314. You guys are listening to me at my job. Like, this is what I get paid to do. What do you mean, daddy's money? I literally, I'm, you're listening to me working. And aren't impressed, candidly. Yes, yeah. Uh, Gabe is going to join us. I know everybody's talking about the Abilene Christian game. I might not spend much time on it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm not as... I'll spend time with the Colonel, because I like talking with the Colonel. No doubt. Uh... But as far as this whole thing tomorrow at 11 o'clock, eh, I will ask him because he tweeted out, Gabe and I are like the only two guys up at five in the morning tweeting <laughs> me, us and Adam Schefter. Yeah. And then the adult stars I follow who I don't think have gone to bed. Yeah, they're not up. They're just still, still going. Yeah. Yeah. For four days for, for whatever reason. And uh, and and I saw the colonel tweeting out about Missouri's uniforms at five this morning. I said we'll get more into it at ten twenty on one hundred and one ESPN. Big tease. I like them. Yeah. Oh, you like the yellow pants and yellow helmet? Yeah. Like the script logo. I'm, now I'm starting to wonder if you're just playing a heel character. No, I'm serious. You I, like it? I like. The, I love script, and I think that is a quality script. All right. Well, we'll spend ten minutes discussing that with Gabe. Anything else you want to talk about? South Carolina, Georgia. Would you take the twenty-four and a half? Yeah. With Georgia, take it. What about it. the U going to College Station fresh after Appy State goes in there and shocks the Aggies at the 12th man? What'd you do is there? it at Kyle Field? It is. I take, talked about the 12th man. I'd take a If it were in Miami, it'd be like the 5th man. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, take Georgia, take the points with Georgia until they prove they can't do it. That's so how give they, the points. No, 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 I'm sorry. Take the points with South Carolina. Sorry, lay the points. <sighs> Well, here we go. I got to throw something. something. Yeah. Good thing Kerry Davis is in here because it's right yeah. where he was. Take Georgia goes. minus 24 and a half until they prove they can't cover it. 
Like, they're that good. All right. The Rattler's coming. Rattler season. The the Bulldogs aren't going to fold. You saw how they folded up against Oregon. Right. (laughs) To the tune of, what, 52-3? Yeah, but I think Oregon's coach called a timeout with five seconds left to try to get a cosmetic score. (laughs) All right, uh, Gabe's going to join us. Speaking of that, uh, it's coming up next. Brought to you by James Carlton. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Sick riff, bro. Welcome back, Balloon Party 101 ESPN. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan, and I am ranked number one. Uh, That's Action Jackson, and uh, you're another is receiving votes. Big news, Jackson. Huge news. Yeah. Uh, surprising that uh, that we would miss something here on this show. <laughs> but we are giving away Luke Combs tickets here on the program today. And uh, that means how can people win these tickets? Text of the day. Boom. You know how to do it. So uh, there's definitely been some submissions early. Yeah, without even motivation. Right. Now you've been incentivized. Right. So uh, this Six, could be five, rough. 65780, yeah. 65780-101-ESPN has your chance to win a pair of free tickets to see Luke Combs at Bush Stadium on June 17th, 2023. Tickets are on sale now. They just went on sale 22 minutes ago. Text in 65780 for your chance to win free tickets or find a bonus chance to win now at 101ESPN.com or on the 101 mobile app. App every Friday here on Balloon Party. We welcome to the program, courtesy of the great James Carlton, State Farm Insurance Agency in Webster Groves, the Colonel Gabriel P. D. Armand of PowerMizzou.com. Good morning, Colonel. Tim, I feel like our personal texts to each other would uh, put us in the running for Luke Combs tickets. You know what? I Are actually agree with you. Maybe you and I can go. Boys' night out at Luke Combs in June. Sounds good. Yep, Sounds there it good. is. Jackson rigged the contest. If you, you can. got it, thank you so Love much, uh, Gabe. I know one you wanted Jim to... Halpert, one employee of the month. <laughs> <laughs> I know you wanted to discuss it. I saw your tweet at five a.m. It's just me and you on Twitter at five a.m. Central Time, and uh, you you tweeted about the uh, the uniform announcement. Jackson is really excited about the yellow helmets with the script and the yellow pants and the white jerseys. Uh, your thoughts. Uh, yeah, I'm just waiting until there's something that we want to talk about. <laughs> well, it can't no be cares. the opponents. Yep, I know. I just love talking. Yeah, to no, opponents. don't want to talk about the game. Don't want to talk about the new hat. Now, how about this? We Maybe there. we disagree on this. Uh, I didn't think the Eli Drinkwitz quote that upset a lot of some Missouri fans, I guess, I don't say a lot of, I don't know if it was a lot of or some, but it certainly they got attention. The quote about losers and Twitter and message boards was that big of a deal once I heard the context in which they were said. If I just read the words, I would maybe think it was a bigger deal. You were there. You were the one who asked the question about Brady Cook, correct? It was your voice, I thought. Yeah. yeah. What did you think of it? It, it, it wasn't bad. Um, first of all, anybody who was offended by that, he was talking to you. Um, you know, I mean, honestly, my message board handled it pretty well. There were a bunch of responses. They were like, oh, yeah, we're kind of losers, man. We're just hanging out on a message board talking about Missouri football. Yeah. Right on, coach. You know, uh, but he, I mean, what he said wasn't wrong. Um, what I, I think it was directed more at people that do things in like, Look, this happens every week. I know it happened to Brady Cook this week. It happens everywhere. Missouri fans are not different than others. But 
the things that get personal, the people that are tagging coaches and players and tweeting directly at them and saying vile things. I mean, it's it, it, those people are losers. I, I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, it, they are. Um, but I, I don't think that he was generally insulting people. He was telling his team mostly, hey, people are going to be hard on you. Tune it out. And he said in the course of that answer, he said, in this business, there are more critics than in a lot of businesses. And he's right. And, uh, look, I think I think media's gotten a little bit more that way, but it's nowhere near like coaches and athletes and politicians. I mean, they get they get uh, an un, uh, an ungodly amount of criticism and, and just some of the things that are said are, are pretty terrible. But the other part of it is the time to say something like that, even if the message is basically right, is not really coming off that game. You know, I mean, because especially in college sports, these coaches spend so much time, and Eli's done it. Hey, we need you to show up, and we need you to donate, and we need you to pay NIL, Mm -hmm. and we need Mm -hmm. you to do this and that and this and that. And without you, we can't be good at what we do. And a lot of them have done that, and then you weren't good at what you did. Don't make them feel bad. I mean, again, attendance and support and things like that, it's a chicken or the egg question, but at some point it is incumbent upon the team to give people a reason to do that, and Missouri didn't give them a reason on Saturday. Yeah, I, I'm curious, and, and we both kind of have the same historical perspective, having been in class together and, and seeing, seeing, you know, what what happened, some really good years, but also some really bad years over the last 20-plus I feel like at this moment, it isn't the absolute low. I think November 2015, for more reasons than just football, was the absolute low over the last decade. But that this is certainly the lowest it's been in the Drinkwitz era, but one of the more memorable lows in recent Missouri football. Uh, again, taking November 2015 out of the equation as far as fan frustration and concern. Um, what is your read, and if you want to compare and contrast? I know we talked Purdue on TMA, the Purdue debacle yeah. in Columbia. That, that's what it reminded me of um, from the standpoint that I think this K-State team is better. But, all, like, Missouri should not lose 40-6 to six to Kansas State, or 40, if you want to call Thank it 40-6. Thank you very much for calling it 40-6. to six. God bless that's the Colonel. But I have called it 40-6 to six all week. Um, it, you know, there are different generations of Missouri fans. For people who grew up watching this program when we did, I mean, Tim, when they went to Colorado State in the uh, against Colorado State in the Holiday Bowl when we were what juniors in college, that was great. Or mm-hmm. maybe seniors, that that was it. Huge deal. And that's yeah. all we wanted when we went there. Just I, I remember the celebration in Boulder when they got eligible and all that. The locker room video. Yeah, it was a huge deal. But this generation of Missouri fans, they've seen Gary Pinkle. They were there for that. They know what the I, I guess potential and the ceiling of this program is and so i think they get more frustrated than maybe we would have 20 years ago and that's fair because look it's been proven it can be done here and so again i picked them to lose to kansas state i no issue had they gone over there and lost 27 17 which is what i picked no issue uh the issue was that they just didn't look ready to play the game um and and that shouldn't happen in year three, and this is the danger of coaches, and I understand coaches are all positive. Everybody's happy in August. But when Eli comes out and says, this is my deepest team, and I've never felt this good about a team here because everybody wants to be here, and 
we're all pulling in the same direction. And, man, I don't know who it's going to be, but we've always got somebody that's going to step up. Well, when you go out and do that, your words come back to bite you. Let me see what you think about this, uh, Gabe. Gabe DeArman with us here on 101 ESPN, brought to you by James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Greg McElroy, former Alabama quarterback and now ESPN analyst, talking about Missouri, said, no, it's a personnel issue. I also think there's a little bit of a culture issue, too. We did their spring game, and there were guys that were sitting out the spring game because they were trying to preserve their body for the NFL. You might be a six-round pick if you have a great year this year and there are guys sitting out. I just think they're unrealistic players on that roster now i think they're good players too he continued at missouri you don't have the luxury of being able to just cast off guys hey yeah you're not going to fit here you're going to need to f- go find somewhere else to play if you're not with us it's say alabama georgia AM. if you're not with us hey here's your bus ticket we'll get somebody in here that's going to do things right on a day-to-day basis at missouri you don't have that luxury of that because there's just not that many great players that you have access to so i think they've had to roll with some duds and as a result it's been a little bit of a challenge so i have some serious concerns about what they'll be able to do this year and i think they're looking at a pretty dismal season that's greg mcelroy your thoughts some of it's accurate um you don't have access to the same players you hear do at alabama and georgia i don't think that's uh you know a, a great revelation from greg um but the idea that you can't process guys out and move on i mean if they're not good enough to play here they're not good enough to play here now there are guys that aren't good enough to play at alabama that are good enough to play here but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about guys that still aren't good enough to see the field at Missouri. So, no, they don't have the same level of talent. But this whole thing about the spring game, somebody sent that to me last night. Nobody sits out the spring game to protect their NFL draft status. Yeah, when I read that, I was wondering what that was about. Okay, The NFL draft's a year away for those. I mean, if they're there for the spring game, they're not getting drafted until – 13 months after that, they're still going to play 13 games. You know what? People set out the spring game at Missouri because Eli Drinkwitz treats it like it doesn't re- like it's not really a thing. He plays the backups. I mean, last year, uh, Connor Bazelak like didn't take a snap in the spring game. It wasn't because he was protecting anything. It was because Eli said, look, I know what these guys are. We're going to focus on the guys that I don't know what they are yet in the spring game. That's it. I mean, again, this whole culture of National media having hot takes. Greg McElroy couldn't find Faroe Field with a map. So <laughs> if, 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 and, and, like, look, I, I don't blame him for that. I mean, it takes all my time and everything I've got to be a semi-expert on one team. So the idea that he should be one on 14 or that Pat Forty should be one on 130, it's all foolish, right? But if you listen to these national people and you want to get mad about what they say, well, Greg McElroy doesn't really know anything about Missouri. He doesn't spend any time talking Missouri football or, or being in Columbia or anything like that. So I, I just, if you want to know what's going on with the team, and this isn't Missouri, this is anywhere. If you want to know what's going on with Vanderbilt or South Carolina, follow the guys that actually cover them and they're, they're there every day, not the guys that sit in a studio in Charlotte and just kind of, fire off some things from 30,000 feet. Yeah, that, that su- it does really sum it up. It sums it up uh, in a lot of ways, both sports, politics, entertainment, whatever. It's just giving takes and really not having much information. Yeah, when I read that, I'm like, I didn't know there were guys sitting out the spring during him for the NFL. It, made, it just it just chronologically made no sense. Uh, Gabe DeArmond, you can read more at powermazoo.com. Yes, Abilene Christian uh, tomorrow. But then uh, Wardam Eagle the following week on the Plains at 11 o'clock game. Looking forward to seeing how Missouri handles that one. Uh, 
Uh, Gabe, always enjoy the conversation. Have a wonderful weekend and enjoy the yellow pants and yellow helmets. All right, guys. Sounds good. <laughs> there he Thanks. is, Gabe DeArmond of PowerMizzou.com, brought to you by James Carlton, the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Uh, we're going to take a break, but then on the other side of it, some math here. Not only do we have the Little Piddle Six Shooter, but we also have uh, ESPN laying out the math on the next time we'll see a 500 home run hitter and a 3,000 hit ball player and uh it's it's not looking really likely on either front out the math on it next uh this is balloon party on 101 espn we're right back to the balloon party on the tim mckernan podcast presented by dobbs tire and auto centers on 101 espn well it did it flies by and that's the magic of the balloon party but that means you've got about 15 minutes to get your text in at 65780 Air Comfort Service text line to win these Luke Combs tickets. Jackson controls Congress. He is the sole decider. That's right. Of the 101 ESPN giveaway to see Luke Combs on June 17th, 2023 at Bush Stadium. Now, tickets are already on sale. They went on sale at 10 o'clock. But we're giving away free tickets. Just text in 65780 for your chance to win free tickets or find a bonus chance to win now at 101ESPN.com or on the 101 mobile app. Uh, Jackson, is there anything that you're looking for today? I've, I, I glanced at the Air Comfort Service text line. Uh, some of these texts are critical of the show. More of these texts are critical of you. Right. And then some of these texts are a- appealing to your emotions, pulling on your heartstrings. What, what... What are you in the mood for today? In other words, what is your text kink? <laughs> the text kink for today, I guess, Tim, would be something with like, like, like a reference. Make a reference to something. Make a reference. I to love something. references. Mm. References make me laugh. So, like, you know, you can still be critical of me, but just make a reference. Like Jackson is worse than blank. Oh, you enjoy a, a comparison, a comparison. Little, literal device of some form. But then, like, make a reference to something. Like, okay. that That gets me. It, it shows that you're putting a little bit of effort into it and not just calling me little piddles followed by multiple expletives. Uh, please, please, please give me the tickets. That's from the 573. That's a reference to not getting tickets. Y'all rock. That's from the 314. Now, how about that? That was a pleasant, positive text for a show that candidly doesn't receive many, uh, does that stand out? Even though there was no literary device using some comparative comparison, it still was uh, something that stood out. Uh, did that tickle your fancy in any capacity? No. Okay. Wow. Right. But I appreciate it. I mean, tough, tough judge. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm fickle. All right. Well, the little piddle six shooter is not, and yeah, right. it's, it really is a treat every Friday here on Balloon Party. Uh, it's arbitrary percentages, and it's called the Little Piddle Six Shooter. Albert Pujols over-under home runs, 699.5. The correct answer is over. The man will hit 700 home runs. Jackson, your thoughts? I'm going to go under. Oh, my God. I, at this point, now believe you are a heel character. You are Hollywood Hogan <laughs> with the beard dye and the New World Order. The percentage I have on it is 41%. Now. It went down a few more percentage points 1%. after last night. Down 1%. I remember 44% last. So no. I thought it was 42. I could be wrong. I can pull the audio and play it back for you here. Make it pass Rock if he can do it real quick. <laughs> Cardinals over under on 96 and a half wins. Jackson, the correct answer to that is under. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you there. You kind of set an easy number, though, for us. 
95 and a half probably would have been better, even 94 and a half. For the record, because I'm sure plenty of people are like, well, I don't know what what do they yeah, got. Right. They're 84 and 60 uh, because I uh, went to St. Louis University High School and um, uh, therefore, all due respect, of course, superior. Uh, that I, I can calculate it on the fly. That's 144 games, 162 minus 144. Okay, carry five. 18 games remaining. Yeah. And that would mean they would have to win 13 of 18. And they will be playing this obvious tough bunch of <laughs> red legs, but also three in San Diego, three in Los Angeles. And uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates, who somehow had been hot, actually, and I'm right. being serious. <laughs> um, so they'd have to go 13 and 5. And so from my standpoint, it's kind of an easy under on that. I mean, I think the Pujols over is easy, and I think the Cardinals under is easy. I feel like you're not testing the players with this six-shooter today. But maybe you feel maybe you feel differently. Right. I don't know. It's, it's your six-shooter. Two bullets out of the chamber. Let's get four more. All right. Uh, Mizzou over under four and a half wins. You did the right thing and you moved the number down from where it was at the beginning of the season. Yeah. I'd like to think the Tigers will be two and one after tomorrow. Yes. It would be all hands on deck if it would be Gabe 24-7 if they lose tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so 2-1, and one, and you still have Vanderbilt, New Mexico State. I am going to go over 4.5. I don't have an answer as to the how, right. but I don't think they are as bad as they looked last week in Kansas State. And I know one of the traps in gambling on college football is to uh, apply the transitive property. Well, this team beat this team, but they lost to this team, and then therefore they will beat this team, or this team played like this against this team, and they lost by, in the case of Missouri, 34 points to Kansas State. So then therefore they'll lose by this much to South Carolina. I'm going to go over. Now, as far as the over five and a half on the season, that might put me to the test, but I'll go over four and a half. Jackson. Yep, I'm with you. Okay. I think Mizzou, we've talked about this before, they always lose a game you think they should have won, and they always win a game you thought they were going to lose. Well, they haven't done either yet, <laughs> but uh, it, it, it could be coming. Uh, taking a look at the standings here for the fourth question of the award-winning Lil Piddles Friday Six Shooter, percentage the Cardinals get the number two seed in the National League. Uh, Jackson currently, with the Mets winning last night and the Cardinals losing, they're five and a half back of the New York Mets. Uh, I would put that percentage at 2%. Yeah, I'm insane there with you. I was going to say 4%. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, we'll split the difference. 4% for Yachty. 3%. Uh, Well, that was nice. Thanks. Uh, uh, What matchup do you like the most in college football? Now, what does that mean? This weekend, just in general? Or are we just talking about, like, like any time two teams I can pick and no this weekend okay all right well I mean you know I mean when write the questions better for the little <laughs> Pete uh, I'm buying time here so I'm going to go to you first and feign interest in your answer ooh BYU Oregon at Oregon oh God is this a garbage weekend yeah, it's not great Georgia South Carolina is like is a good matchup but... I I'll tell you one that I'm actually interested in I don't think it's the best matchup I'm interested to see how Nebraska responds to the uh, firing of Scott Frost and the old Big 8 rivalry with Oklahoma and they're only getting 11 points similar to my thoughts on the public being on the Chiefs last night Yep I'm on the Huskers which I know sounds weird Yeah but there's something with the psychology of college kids when their coach gets terminated and it's one or the other 
They either rise to the occasion and play to their capabilities or they fold up shop. And I think you're more apt to see fold up shop in November and you're more apt to see rise to the occasion in September. That's the one that I'm actually most intrigued by. I like the SEC East matchups uh, with with Georgia and South Carolina. That kind of is something that I'm just yeah. kind of curious is to get more of a gauge on South Carolina than than anything else. Uh, I'm big on the over of Tennessee and Akron, so just from that standpoint, I'll be interested. And I think it's only 67 and a half. 67 and a half. God, that strikes me as free money. And Alabama first half minus 30 and a half against Louisiana yeah. Monroe. That intrigues me just from an, okay a wagering standpoint. Penn State Auburn matters for the Missouri situation. Right. If Penn State were to beat Auburn, and then Missouri were to beat Auburn. I think Brian Harson doesn't have a job at Auburn in 10 days. Yeah. You see I mean, what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. So, but as far as like you don't have a Texas Alabama uh this week. I mean, you got a non-con with Michigan State and Washington and Miami and A&M, I suppose that's going to be good at a night game in in College Station, but uh you don't have the 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 big big matchups conference-wise. Um and what matchup do I like most in week 2 of the NFL? Action Jackson, where are you going on this one? I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, Packers-Bears. I know it doesn't sound like much, but I want to see how Aaron Rodgers plays when he's upset. Uh, and I want to see how the Bears respond to kind of sneaking out of their own building with a win in the first week. So I'm looking forward to see like how – because if Aaron Rodgers doesn't respond and the Vikings were to beat the Eagles, they would be the clear favorite in the North. So – I'm interested to see how A. Rod responds. I don't think this is a great week of NFL matchups either. It's not. The, it's not the greatest. There's some. There's some that I like, but it's not the greatest. What? I mean, I suppose the Bengals and Cowboys would have looked different with Dak yeah, Prescott healthy. Uh, I suppose Brady and the Saints. You know, playing yeah. in New Orleans. But the game that I'm interested in from a gambling standpoint, because that's really the way I view the world, uh, is everybody is on the Pittsburgh Steelers, and yet the Patriots are a two point favorite. And we know what's going to happen, don't we? Patriots are going to cover. Yep, that's what's going to happen. So that intrigues Patriots me the most. There it is. The little piddle six-shooter is in the books. It's already 1048. That means we got a break. That's right. And then when we come back, Jackson is going to give away these Luke Combs tickets. How how do, this, how do the texts look? Uh... Not great, but uh, some... Wow, there's a, there's, just not happy with the audience again. There's a winner somewhere in here. There's a winner somewhere in here. Do you have it? You'll find out coming up next. Oh, wow. What a tease. All right. Uh, Jackson's giving away the Luke Combs tickets next. And then it's BK and Ferrari at 11 o'clock. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Whoa. I feel like this is the moment when the awkward guy gets the beautiful girl. At the end of a 1990s high school rom-com, which would be Can't Hardly Wait, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Never seen the film. I think it won Best Screenplay, gotcha. nominated Best Picture. Gotcha, yeah. I deep tease this before we give away the uh, Luke Combs tickets. Uh, that w- I think I think it's live that Albert Pools gets to 700 this weekend. By the way, mm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, call me the Dan Orlowski of St. Louis with those kinds <laughs> yeah, of that's takes. A take. Uh, but again, keep in mind, I said I think it's possible. So I essentially <laughs> said nothing. Right. I love making those claims. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Uh, so then if he does it, I can go, I called it on Friday. 
And then if he doesn't, well, I said, I think it's possible. I didn't say that. It's called a safe take. Double outs. Mm -hmm. Lots of outs on that take. But uh, we could see Albert Pools get to 700 at some point over the next few weeks. But guess what? Uh, it, seeing somebody even get to 500 is currently mathematically unlikely with the exception of one player. Do you know who that player is per ESPN this morning? Trout? That's correct. He's 59% to get to 500. He's currently at 345. Jeez. Stands at 373, Yeah. but he's older. Uh, he's right. only older by a year, and he's at 47% to get there. Nelson Cruz has 459, but he's 41. Right. So that's going to be a, that's going to be a tall order. Yeah, it's unlikely that he'll get there. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. So that is, that's started... how unlikely it is. But then how about this? Yeah. Three thousand hits, Jackson. Mm. The most likely to get to three thousand hits right now is only twenty six percent probability to get there. Wow. You know who it is? I'm going to give you three guesses, and I'm going to say you're not going to get it. Trout. No. Uh... I don't. Ha there's BK and Ferrario, and they were like standing at the door. Trey Turner. No, I'm sorry. Although he was listed. Uh, final guess, uh, Nolan Arnado. No, I'm sorry. Freddie Freeman. Freddie okay. Freeman has 1,885. He has 26% chance, followed by Machado. And Vladimir Guerrero Jr., mm. even though he only has 529 because he's 23, he's given 20% chance. There yeah. you go. That's so, pretty. That's nuts. Point being, we're witnessing history, and when Dan McLaughlin says, you know, get your kids to the ballpark because you may not see this ever again, he is being literal yeah. with it. And this weekend will be the final time you'll get a chance to see the Cardinals and the Reds do battle, and you get two games tomorrow. I think Albert Pools gets at least one. I, I, yeah. I'll, I'll bet that. Are you interested yeah. in betting that? No, I'm in, okay. I'm in on it. I'm in okay. on it. I didn't mean to sound dismissive there. No, it's no, it's fine. Hey, listen, let me. I want, I want you to look at me. Mm. Look into these baby blues that have yeah. seduced women all over the area, and honestly, a lot of gentlemen. <laughs> You're still a prince to me. Thank you. Okay, who wins the Luke Combs tickets? You ready? Yep. Uh, this text comes from the six one eight. He says, "Listening to piddles is worse than hearing the news that I needed a second vasectomy." You know what? If that if I'm at that bad, this person deserves. The Lucum tickets. So congratulations. So did that count as a as a literary reference that you wanted? You wanted a comparison, and this is saying, okay, that's what it's like listening to you on the air. Yeah, is I'll finding count it. Out, okay. I'll count it. But the other references that were made were just not good. So wow. Once again, you can never just compliment the winner. You have to attack the losers who are already mad that they didn't win, and then you kind of insult them on the way out. Like you chose somebody who called people from a region in our area. I won't repeat it because I was offended by it candidly, and I'm trying to get people canceled on Twitter this afternoon. Uh, Hilljacks or something along those lines, and you chose that as the winner on Wednesday. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did, I did do that. Yeah, and you know what? And there were a lot of people actually unhappy with you. I know, and you know what? I I do it again. That was a great text. God, hey, that's the thing. If I believe in a text, I'm gonna pick it. You know. Whoever it offends, that's that's not on me. I hope you get rockyoed by a WNBA player, Piddles. Yet again, go f yourself. That's from the three one four. This guy's been texting that in throughout the course of the show. Just got a little more vivid with his description of how he'd like it to go down. And those who know, know. Amen. And that's, and that's what know, makes it better. You know, I hope right. you get rockyoed. That's become a predicate. Yeah. BK and Ferrario are up next. Have a wonderful weekend. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do some Abilene Christian, Missouri uh, recaps for three days of next week's show. So that's gonna be fun next week. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN.
You've been listening to The Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.